Welcome to Their Very Best, the podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert, professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. I'm Waldron Faulkner, and I'm happy to invite back to the podcast our good friend, veteran guest host, Tim Lindbergh, to give us wild, unsolicited opinions about John Prine. Yes, sir. Welcome back, dude. Uh, good to be back. Thunder were desire. Well, I'm psyched to talk about John Prine, dude. I'm going to set the table real quick, and I would like to read you a list of names. Great. Okay. Beastie Boys, De La Soul, Lauren Hill, The Roots, John Prine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, you know, what can you say? Like... <laughs> You like the music you like, and I think... For the audience, that's a list of the episodes that Tim has recorded with us. He has been referred to as our hip-hop expert. If there's anybody who can alienate an audience that we've set up to be sort of like right in line for classic rock, it's you, because... I, pr- I appreciate that, Walter. I do. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, don't forget, I did talk talk, too. Oh, right. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. My opinion, I'm channeling John Prine with my allergy voice right now. My, my opinion is good music is good music. Well, I have a theory about this, Tim. Great. So in, in the past couple of, I'd say, months, I've developed a, a theory about Bill's taste in music and particularly in guitar solos. Make me an angel that flies from Montgomery. Because when he listens to a guitar solo, He tends to focus on the sound of the guitar, right? The sound of the music, not the notes. And I'm like, what is, you know, there's one note. And he's like, yeah, but listen to the tone. And I'm like, I don't get it, it's one note. Yeah, yeah. That's why Neil Young is one of his sacred cows and not mine, right? Yes. And my theory about you is this, that you love the words. I do. And hip hop is all about the words, and so is John Prine. Amen. 100%. These songs are pretty straightforward, country music, guitar picking, finger picking style stuff, and it's all about the clever song and wordplay. How the hell can a person go to work in the morning? So, I've got you cornered, man. That's who you are. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think the wordplay part is a, it's a good call out on your part, and... Uh, if I was really trying to reach right here, I could draw some parallels between John Prine and the Beastie Boys. Well, let's do it. They both bounce back and forth between humor and social commentary, and and both Beastie Boys and John Prine are storytellers. The Roots, Beastie Boys, De La Soul, like they they craft narratives and give more structure to their storytelling than some other groups and John Prine in my mind is you know top five American songwriters for the sake of the podcast I'm gonna go along with that fight me okay I don't want to fight you you always want to fight all right well I'm gonna get in and make a pick so you're the official host and I'm the guest host this thing and and that means I'll go first and you'll go last and I'm gonna go pretty pedestrian with this pick okay it's we're not the jet set with Iris Dement. Iris Dement. You said you loved me too. One of the things I just love about this, despite its being like clever, cute little lyrics about Rome, Paris, and uh, Athens, 
Ja. Rome, Georgia. Athens, Texas. And Paris, Tennessee. No, we're not the Jet Set. We're the old Chevrolet Set. If you wanted to find a female singing voice, country singing voice, and you wanted it to be both amazingly great, but also totally, not, not cliche, but like right in line with with the sound. Yes. Iris DeMent has the sound down, dude. I love Iris DeMent. But ain't we got love? This is a great pick. Yeah, it's a great pick. That steel guitar, that is what a steel guitar should sound like. We're the old Chevrolet set, our steak and martinis, is draft beer with weenies. It would be interesting to do an episode on Iris DeMent too, because she is, I think, ridiculously talented and she's done music like this, she's done gospel. She's got just this incredibly specific voice, and I agree, also can lean into this sort of like, feels deep south and feels real and simple. Um, she's fantastic. Let's talk about these lyrics. Our Bach and Tchaikovsky, Haggard and Husky. Yep. Our Bach and Tchaikovsky is Haggard and Husky. I didn't know about Furlan Husky until I realized, okay, Haggard is a is a singer and so must Husky be. And apparently it's about Furlan Husky. I haven't listened to much Furlan Husky, but I looked him up. Well, now you know. Tchaikowski. The wordplay is great. <laughs> I mean, like a weenie is even further away. And a Chevrolet and a weenie is way far away from a Chevrolet and a hot dog. You know? Oh, 100%. Yeah, those are, those are two different universes. It's just, she's exactly what you want with the accent and the tone. Uh, Iris DeMent, the best. The, the best of, of this set of um, female duet partners for yes. John Prine in this album. Yeah. You know, he did yep. that a couple of times. Yep, totally agree. All right, Tim. It's your pick, man, and I can't wait to hear what you come up with. What do you got? You know, for me, like a lot of music, a lot of my love of music starts with where I first heard it and where I was in my life when I ran into it. And so when I was a little kid, late 70s, I was visiting my Uncle Peter in North Carolina. She was a level And at the time, he lived on a farm in North Carolina. And... I have a like super evocative memory of me and him were going shopping or wherever we were going, but we were on a, a purposeful drive together in his beat up pickup truck while he was chain smoking camels. Mm -hmm. Now it's the late seventies. Were you in the bed of the pickup truck without a seatbelt? Because that's so something I did in the late seventies. That's what I remember. Yeah, I remember being in the bed and being scared, <laughs> right? But also thinking it was great and it was warm and it was all the things. Right. And and he was playing John Prine. And if there's ever like a moment that's like just perfect to get introduced to a sound. This was just like the perfect experience of 
John Prine. And so the first song... I'll be very surprised if he wasn't listening to something from that first album, John Prine album. Well, he was, right? That came out in the early 70s. I don't think he had dropped a second record by the late 70s. So the first song I ever heard would be my first pick, which is Spanish Pipe Dream. Blow up your TV. Throw away your paper. Go to the country. Build you a home. Plant a little garden. Eat a lot of peaches. Try and find Jesus. There's a lot of John Prine songs that I've come to love more than this over the last right. 40 plus years. Right. But I couldn't not pick this song, right? This, this was my intro and I still had hair on my head and I'm in the back of the pickup truck. It's warm outside and I can smell the cigarette smoke and I'm listening to this song on repeat. This to me was awesome. The other thing about this song to me is like, John Prime was was funny, you know, and he, he told funny stories, but they weren't like, they weren't goofy, you know, and there's a layer of humor. Half of his music has like a little bit of funny punchiness to it, but also they're just good stories. Like at the end of the day, Spanish Pipe Dream is about living a simple life and, and knowing what matters. And yeah, I'll always love that song. This whole album, this first album of his, John Prine, I thought of this as being less of a, oh, here's an album of music that somebody's putting together and you're meant to listen to it, and more of like a showcase for a songwriter. Huh. I got a friend in Freeman. He sells used cars, you know. Right, like the songs, the production of the songs, the playing of the songs, it's all straight ahead country stuff with, you know, you've got the steel guitar, you've got the... You know, guitar finger picking style, and it's just about the songs, the words, the songs, yep. the humor of the songs. Yeah, I mean, I look at the track list right now, and like, I could have picked five or six songs just from this album. I'm gonna give you a choice. I'm gonna pick one. Yeah, I'm gonna pick another one from this album. You can have either Angel from Montgomery or Pretty Good. And you know what? I'm not gonna let you pick it. I'm gonna pick it because I'm gonna choose Pretty Good instead because it's got that same vibe. Pretty good, not bad, I can't complain But actually, everything is just about the same It's all about the, the story, the words, yeah, and a little bit transgressive, a little bit flipping off everybody else. He also enjoys flipping people off. Right. Do you know, do you know, like, John Prine's backstory at all? Only very vaguely, like, lay it on me. What do you, what do you know? Well, like, he was a veteran, and then when he, he came back from serving, he was a mailman. Right. And this whole album he wrote, like, out on his route. <laughs> you can imagine the, you know, eight to ten hours a day that he's humping mail from mailbox to mailbox, um, telling these stories to himself. Cause actually, all them dogs are just about the same. Yeah, walking around aimlessly and with a notebook and a pen and trying to think of lyrics, just wandering 
on foot is a great way to do that. Yeah. I, I remember having to do that a lot in New York when I was trying to like fill out the lyrics for a, you know a lot of the songs that I was trying to write. And it's like, sure. okay, I've got to finish this song. What can I do? Let me just walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of makes sense, this story of yours. Well, this is a great song. It really is. It, and uh, I think another really good example, as I'm sure every song we pick will be, of his ability as a storyteller. Not, it's like sixth on my list, but when we got into the <laughs> when we got into this album, I was like, I know I want to hear that song. Yeah, so yeah that's yeah. why I'm so good at it. Pretty good, not bad. I can't complain. Two picks in, Tim. What do you think? What do you got? Well, I'll do one more from this album, and then we're, okay. I think we should. So, um, I would I would put Paradise on my list. All right. When I was a child, uh, it's, a, it's a true story. I read a little bit about how like his uh, his dad sent him a newspaper article. So this is like a true social commentary thing, which makes it have sort of deeper roots as a songwriter. But I also just think the structure of the song is amazing and, and puts me in the story. Right. It's it's so evocative visually, I think that you can paint the portrait in your head as you're listening to it. And I think that's that's sort of his special gift as a songwriter. The fiddle in the left ear really helps put it where you want it. 100%. What's the thumbnail sketch of the story of it, Tim? Yeah, it's about a small town where they're doing strip mining for coal and, and the impact it has on the environment and the people in the town and, and sort of, you know, the the greed of of corporate America and its impact on the little man. You know, that's that's the story. Daddy, won't you take me back to Muhlenberg County Down by the Green River where paradise lay Well, I'm sorry, my son, but you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled it away That's a very John Prine subject. Yes, it is. And, and like, this song was covered by everybody. Like Johnny Cash did a version of this, John Denver, the Everly Brothers, like lots of people did versions of this song. And I think this would be in a lot of people's top five. You were talking about like, who else covered these things? And, and we were talking earlier about how this album was sort of like a showcase for a songwriter. And I feel like John Prine is right in there with some of the other like great American um, artists who are primarily songwriters, but also like would record their songs from time to time. But mostly, they're you know other people recorded them for for more. I was going to say profit, but I didn't mean monetarily. I meant artistically. Right. And you know, I mean, who else is in that list? It would be like Tom Waits is kind of in that list, and sure. also yeah. Randy Newman. Like they're they're all people who maybe don't sing it as well. <laughs> right? Bob Dylan loved John Bryan, I know that. Yeah. Chris Christopherson. I think Chris Christopherson discovered John Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, really recognized the songwriting skill. Yep. There. I'll be halfway to heaven 
with paradise waiting just five miles away from wherever I am. And Daddy well, I have to tell you, we have spent far more time in this album than I thought we would because I thought it would be to one or two of these. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got some more, but I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried you're going to step on my toes, but go ahead. Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled it away. I don't know why or how I discovered this song, but it was totally on repeat. And in my Americana playlist, it's called All the Best. And it's in The Missing Years. Is that the one you were going to pick? It is not, but it's a great song. This song, I just love it so much. It's a fantastic song. It's got a melancholy, but not really that melancholy vibe to it. Um, I love the lyrics to it. I wish you love and happiness. I guess I wish you all the best. I could be wrong, but I, I believe he wrote this song coming out of a divorce. And this was like his yeah. love, song, love song to his former wife. Cause if you feel just like I did, you probably walk around the block like a little kid. But kids don't know, they can only guess how hard it is. I wish you happiness. Yeah, the quote is, seems like some of the best country songs over the years have come from some of the sadder situations in life, like divorce. Having recently acquired my second divorce, about a month later, the song truck pulled up and dumped a bunch of great songs on my lawn. Yeah. That is such a poetically yep. put. <laughs> well, and I mean, you were talking about the melancholy, like as much as he has a lot of songs that are genuinely funny and quirky. I also feel like he has a, a special gift to dwell in the melancholy too. Right, and, and with this song, it's melancholy, but without bitterness. Yes. When I walk, love walk with me. And I got no hate. And I got no pride. Well, I got so much love that I cannot hide. You talked before about how you're constantly thinking about when you heard the songs and what yeah. part of your life it is. And one of the mysteries that I have to face with this whole John Prine episode is, especially with this song, how and when did this get into my world? Because I know it so well. It's been on like massive repeat, but I don't remember when or how or where it, it came into my world. Say so you drive a Chevy. Say you drive a Ford You say you drive around the town Till you just get bored And then you change your mind For something else to do And your heart gets bored with your mind And it changes you Great lines. It would be tempting to just sort of quote the lines in the song yeah. as we listen to them. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah, every song's got them. That's not going to be edifying. It's from an album called The Missing Years in 91, and the, the song The Missing Years is just a great idea. It's like a, a chronicle of the life of Jesus between the time of his birth and the time that it is chronicled in the Gospels. And it talks a lot about kind of where he went and what he, what he might have done and gotten up to. And it's sort of like a... 
what a young kid might get up to before they like stopped messing around and started taking their lives seriously yeah, yeah. and getting into trouble yeah. and like yeah. I love that idea for a song on his 13th birthday he saw a rebel without a cause he went straight on home and invented Santa Claus who gave him a gift he responded in kind he gave the gift of love and went out of his mind alright Tim I think it's time for you to lay it on me their very best song wait a minute we're at the we have to pick the very best song now yeah do you want to do you want to have your own revenge before you do that do you want to pick something else that goes inside there yes I do I can do this for two hours <laughs> I mean let's let, let, like so let's go back to Iris to men because like while you picked a fantastic duet I think the better version is in spite of ourselves. That was my number two pick for a long time, and it only it only got kicked off of the list because I couldn't not listen to pretty good. And so this is we can make this like a joint second best pick. He ain't too sharp, but he gets things done. Drinks his beer like it's oxygen. But he's my baby, and I'm his honey. Never gonna let him go. In spite of ourselves. It is a fantastic love song that doesn't feel like a love song. I mean, first of all, it's it's funny and there's great, great zingers in here and Iris Demand is fantastic, but I just I love that it's a love song about imperfections. Right. There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. I was reading about this song and uh, John Prine wrote the whole thing. And he sort of wrote it with Iris Dement in his head and sent it to her to be like, would you would you be comfortable doing this song given what you have to say? Right. And according to Iris Dement, her initial response was like, not while my mother's still alive. <laughs> and, the, and then she came back and recorded it. It's a simple love song and, and I love it for that. She thinks all my jokes are corny. Convict movies and make her horny. She likes ketchup on her scrambled eggs. Swears like a sailor when she shaves her legs. She takes She swears like a sailor when she shaves her legs. <laughs> the way she sings the line, never gonna let him go, is just yeah. a classic yeah, yeah. Iris Dement country singer. It's a perfect example of what I was trying to get to before. She's exactly yep. what you want in a prototypical not stereotypical yes country singer never gonna let him go his voice is just great here also he's got enough years on it to make it just exactly the gravelly thing you want from a beaten up old country singer honey we're the big door prize well and he was recording this album coming off of he had cancer twice, I think. He had neck yeah. cancer and then he had throat cancer. And, and one of those instances, um, I know he had like a, a year of speech therapy because he had lost some sensitivity in his tongue or something like that. And like this album was coming out of one of those moments in his life. Right. Honey, we're the big door prize. We're gonna spike our noses right off of our faces. There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes In spite of ourselves I don't know if you can do this. I have two other songs I want to point to. Can we do that? We can try them. I might have to cut something out. 
What do you got? All right. Well, let me let me just throw a couple at you here. So, okay. let's listen to Clay Pigeons. I'm going down to the Greyhound station. Gonna buy a ticket to ride. I'm gonna find that lady with two or three kids and sit down by her side. A ride till the sun comes up and down around about two or three times. This one's later also, right? Yeah, this is early 2000s. So this isn't his song, it's a remake. Blaze Foley did this originally, who is also great and an awesome songwriter and interesting uh, artistically and I think unfortunately battled a lot of demons and died young, but this is a, a remake of a Blaze Foley song. And get back in the game and start playing again. I'd like to stay, but I might have to go to start over again. Recorded by a hundred different people, looks like. Yeah. All right. Well, consider it nodded to. All right. Okay, I have one more song, and we can't do the John Prine show without talking about this song. All right, is this their very best? No. It's one more, <laughs> and then we'll move on, I promise. Okay. All right. So, what do you got? We have to listen to Summer's End, which is off the album The Tree of Forgiveness. I think John was a good guy. Yeah, I mean, he comes across that way. Well, it sure sounds like it. He died when, Tim? Uh, last year. Yeah. yeah. Summer's End. Around the bend, just flying. So this is later in his career. This is 2018. There's a age in wisdom and and road uh, weariness that he has in his voice as an older singer songwriter that I just think is. I think that the character of the voice matches the the character of the songs. You yeah. know, as we go early on, he's got that younger voice and he's flipping the bird and, right. and sticking it to the man. And here he's a little more reflective and um, weathered. Yeah, weathered is a good word. Well, I don't know, but I can see it snowing in your car. The windows are wide open. Just come on home. Well, it's time, Tim. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to go to. All my favorites are already taken. There are, we've already talked about all my ones that would have been in my list. Is the very best coming from one of the songs we've already talked about? Or is the very best coming from a song we have not yet talked about? It depends. You have to declare what is his very best. Well, that's a lot of pressure, Waldron. I mean, <laughs> that's not... what it means to be on a uh, critically acclaimed podcast. So, Tim, is it decided for John Prine? Okay, well, shit. <laughs> All right, well, it is decided, but you're not going to like it. What? Uh, yeah, I think his, I think, I think John Prine's very best is Paradise from the John Prine, John Prine album. Okay. Well, it is decided then. I mean, yes. I, that's one of the advantages of coming on here and being able to just declare it. Yeah. You get to declare it's it. It's declared. No one can do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to channel my inner Bill Noto and try to do some marketing talk. Okay. The very besties need to get in touch on Instagram and on Facebook and by email. They can get in touch with contact at their very best or wrong at their very best, even false at their very best works. 
We want the very besties to get in touch and to leave a five-star only review. Tim, have you left a five-star only review yet? I, I leave them all the time. Is it a high five stars or a, a low five stars? I just do the highest five stars. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because we accept both, but we prefer the high five stars. Five stars only. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so we're going to do more of these episodes, so you all better watch it. No, you don't have to. We're going to be back again with more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. Thank you, Tim. It's been a pleasure and... It's our first foray into country music. I appreciate your taking us there. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Okay, I am Waldron, and thanks for listening to Their Very Best. Just come on home.